you listeners welcome once again to review that review the podcast dedicated to reviewing reviews we're just like siskel and ebert only instead of reviewing cinematic masterpieces we rate and review those hilarious scathing and sometimes suspicious online reviews that's um that that that, that's chelsea dawn and that 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 that's trey gerald and, um, well, when we come together for this podcast called Review That Review, we form a really powerful couple called The Review Queens. <laughs> now, if you want to access additional reviews, tidbits, more weird, random acting games like we just fell into for some reason that we just both keep <laughs> saying yes to... Then why don't you go ahead and check out and join our members-only after-show companion podcast over on our Patreon page. You'll get merch discounts, videos, a heck of a lot more, even an opportunity to be in the audience when we record. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. If you're new here, hi. Hi. Go over to Patreon, patreon.com slash review that review. We have membership tiers as low as $5 a month. Cancel anytime. But you never would. Anyway, Chelsea, <laughs> what are you doing? How are you? What are you not canceling? What are you paying for? What's new? What is new? I went to the mall. That was fun. The Mall of America? Not the Mall of America because I don't live in Minneapolis. But if I did, <laughs> sure. Uh, I wouldn't Foxy. bring Barbie with me or Foxy. <laughs> No, I went to the Century City Mall, which is one of my happy places. Oh, yeah. Even just for a nice window shop. It's sort of like a, you know, an outdoor indoor kind of a mall. Mm-hmm. So you can get your steps in. I miss those. Like, I don't know. I just feel like the good old days when you just go to the mall and hang out and life was less complicated. Do you remember like roller rinks? Did you have a roller rink? Sure did. Did I have a roller rink birthday party? Sure did. Did I take roller skating lessons at the roller rink? Sure did. Did they do a thing where like the people that worked there would come out with like a broom that was decorated and they'd be on skates and you would do limbo while you were skating? (gasps) Yes. Never a big fan of limbo. I didn't like things that induced anxiety and trying to do limbo while on skates, quite anxiety inducing. Also just like never, never been that flexible. So once the stick got to a certain point, became very stressful for me. You know, this is so random and just a thought, but isn't it interesting how like roller skating was like, I think of roller skating as like 70s. Like it, it, maybe it existed prior to that, but like I think of that as like the height. People were in like bell bottoms. Right. But somehow it was refurbished. I remember our skating I mean, rink, the 90s was also like a heyday for roller skating and then rollerblading. Well, that thank you. That you well, I don't even need to finish Just the story because that's what I was gonna do. Yep. 
But I was going to say, I remember our roller skating rink used to have shag carpeting. Yeah. And then it sort of like revamped itself into like fun, like crazy colors. Like it was like very 90s, say by the very 90s. Yeah. And then it was the invention of the roller blades where instead of having four wheels at all corners of your foot, they put them all straight down the middle like it was an ice skate with a lot of plastic buckles. Right. But why why did roller skating, roller blading, rolling around, why did that go out of fashion? I don't, you know what? It's funny because it, it's like in and out of fashion, I think all the time, right? Really? Like anything that's old is new, new again. again. So there was like a period of time where we had overdone it. And now if you go to like Venice, you know, Oh, by the beach like the boardwalk totally. and stuff you'll see so many people roller skating and roller blading but really roller skating i'll say has had a full resurgence as like a street activity like an alternative to biking good point that's true that that and it does feel very venice to me right i mean they're selling a lot of roller skates over there and those overpriced tourist stores sure. in i wonder if, if roller rinks will reopen I think there are some in like the hipster neighborhoods. Like, don't you feel like that could be a trend on TikTok? I'm sure it is. Yeah. It's got to be. If you're listening and you like to roller skate or roller blade, let us know. One eight five zero review zero. We need to know. We need to know. Ugh, that made me feel old. Speaking of things that make you feel old, do you have things that you want to complain about today, Trey? Because I sure. feel like the older you get, the more you complain. I actually have an old complaint, so this is a really good segue. Okay. So why don't we go ahead and... Lodge a complaint. All right. So this week, I need to lodge a complaint against Saran Wrap. Yeah. Not Saran Wrap itself. I can never successfully tear it. Same. Like, it just rips and, like, it, it won't be a straight line. It's like I'm scared of the razor blade that's, like, So attached. scared of the blade. And, ah. like, and I can't... I don't know. It's like... I... I... I I don't know how to like not get it to be all like bunchy, like chewed up chewing gum, like on the Mm. end. Like, I don't know how you get it to like stick and wrap and stay. Like, then I end up like. And it's a similar, it's similar to the tape with once once it gets bunchy, you you can't use it. Like, gotta remove that part. Yeah, you can't waste time trying to get this thin, 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 thin saran wrap. Also, what is saran? Is it just plat? Who knows? I, it it makes me so (laughs) upset, so frustrated. It's more trouble than it's worth. Just give me aluminum foil. Like, I can't do it. It's just like, it's so tender, but but it's so strong when it comes to being cut. So I don't understand. I hate it. It's <laughs> making me angry. I don't want to deal with saran wrap. It's, I'm sure it's yeah. bad for the environment. But anyway, but that's my complaint. Saran wrap and their, its inability to be cut evenly. Ugh, I don't think we're supposed to be using foil anymore, Trey. Because really? Because of the aluminum. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's all oh. kinds of things. I can't even keep up. But I also learned that we're, we're all like saran wrapping wrong i guess oh tell me i saw a video on tiktok that you're supposed to like so i guess the right way to saran wrap is that you take it and you like you put this the like item so if this is the bowl this is the top of the bowl and you're trying to like saran wrap it you put the saran wrap underneath the bowl Mm -hmm. and then you wrap it all the way around the entire bowl Oh. And that's how you keep it like nice and taut and attached to the thing. Like you're you're like wrapping it like a gift cuz what I was always trying to do was, you know, just rip it and then put it on top, top. of the bowl yeah. and then just 
you know, scrunch it in. That's what, yeah. That's not a very safe way to do it. The safe way to do it, you got to go all the way around the bottom of the bowl and then back around again and you got to go around and around. So then how do you, what do you do with the sides? You wrap it around like one continuous piece. Then what do you do about the open ends? If there's open ends still, because the length of the saran wrap was not big enough to cover like whatever your bowl was, mm-hmm. I guess you'd have to attack it from the other side as well. Oh, I see. I didn't know if you were going to like uh, twist it like it's a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> I don't know that the Tootsie Roll twist is the appropriate maneuver. Either way, I think we're supposed to be using reusable things. I don't know what we're supposed to be using, but I do hope we're moving towards a place with easier and more environmental options yeah, so than Saran Wrap. Because like Saran Wrap, she's got to go. Like she's not... She's no longer fulfilling the need. Susan Saran Wrap, get out of here. (laughs) Susan Saran Wrap, pack your bags and go, okay? So Chelsea, what is your complaint for this week? Speaking of packing your bags and going, this is my complaint, and this does have to do with the mall. I went to the food court. Century City Mall has a lovely food court. Okay. Okay. Now, as we know, I am a queen. However, you must clean up after yourself Mm -hmm. at a food court. Who are you, your highness? If you think you can leave a food court table with your items still there, no one is coming around to pick up after you. Like, I don't want to have to touch your stuff. It's gross. Like, in the time of COVID, it's worse. Okay? We should have learned something in this, this like, break that we took off from being able to go to public places. Do not take your butt lift it up and exit the vicinity of the food court and leave your trash behind. It's disgusting. So rude. I'm over it. It's so rude. And it's a chain reaction and it creates overflow and it's confusion about who's there, who's not there. Just clean up after yourself. It's a food court. Yeah. Is I, that so much to ask? I concur. There's even a restaurant that... Oh, I it might... No. I don't know what it is, what? but... I can't remember the restaurant, but there's a place that I go and like they clean up the tables after you. And so you just have to like get up and like leave. It's just the opposite impulse to just like leave clutter, like not go take it to a a stupid trash can. So I don't understand the mentality of like, it's like the same people that leave their popcorn at the movie theater. Just leave it there. Like, yeah, someone's going to come in, but like, why should they have to clean up your popcorn bucket? Just throw out your popcorn bucket upon exit. Do you, wait, do you see a bunch of glitter on my shirt? A little bit, yeah. <sighs> Why? I got, David was very sweet and he was at the mall with his friend okay. and passed a lush and he knows that I love taking baths. So he got me two bath bombs. Yeah, love it. And one, I, you know, I put it in and I didn't realize literally until I was in the midst of the bath that it was glittery. Like, I literally looked down at the water, and it was, I was like, oh my god, there's glitter in this. And I was literally at work two days ago, and my manager was like, oh, look, you got some glitter on your hand. And I was like, (laughs) oh my god. And she started laughing, and I was like, this is from a bath bomb that, like, I can't get rid of it. And now I'm just looking at this t-shirt. And there it is. There's glitter that on the That glitter t-shirt. will follow you for the rest of your life, Trey. Speaking of saran wrap. You know, wrap, once you get involved with glitter. Yeah, it's like herpes. <laughs> exactly. It is the herpes of arts and crafts. I know. They call it that. Yeah. 
I can't believe well, that. I'm sorry. I listen. If anything, it makes you sparkle a little bit, which nobody's going to turn down a nice sparkle. So it doesn't look like crazy. I thought I think it's it was just crazy for you because you like know. I thought it was just the white specks in the shirt, but it's no, it's actual glitter glistening. Anyway, whatever. Okay. All right. I hear your complaint. I guess I have a new complaint about glitter. And um, let's move on. Should we jump into yeah. some online reviews? Oh my God. I would love that. Please, let's do it. Review that review. So, as you know, we are your trusty review queens. We bring in reviews from the internet that we feel need to be inspected. We read you a review, break it down, and rate the impact of the review on a scale from zero to five crowns. It's a very regal process that Chelsea and I call... Assess that kvetch. And Chelsea, what review have you got for us this week? Well, Queens, I have a review today from Melrose Mac. It is a Yelp review. Melrose Mac is an Apple premier partner and authorized service center that fixes Mac computers. Is it in Melrose? Uh, It is on Melrose. (laughs) It says it's based in Hollywood. So like Hollywood Melrose. And yeah, that's that's all we really need to know about it. It was established in 2003. This review is written by Steph C, who is an elite reviewer. It is a one-star review. And it does include lewd language, crude language. Oh, it's thanks for the disclaimer. Explicit. Yes, explicit. It has explicit language. So right. if you're a child and you're listening... This would be the time to enjoy your adulthood because it's coming now. (laughs) Exactly. It's happening. Here we go. Fuck Melrose Mac and fuck Apple. (laughs) While I'm at it, I'm not going to do anything crazy like give up my iPhone or my MacBook. (laughs) (laughs) That's the crazy thing. Okay. (laughs) But I will complain on Yelp about some bogus customer service. So take that, Steve Jobs ghost, though I loved you on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Shut up. Matt B and I bought a brand new iMac for my parents, a combination birthday and Christmas gift that costs a pretty $1,700. Mm-hmm. My dad had been using an unbelievably old desktop and took some time transferring files and enlisting my husband's help in setting up the new computer. Like a day after he started it, he got prompted to run a series of software updates. He clicked OK, and somehow that totally wrecked his just unboxed iMac. Matt spent about an hour and a half on the phone with Apple's customer service, learning that he couldn't exchange the iMac for a new one. We were just outside the return window and that he couldn't even ship it to get it fixed. He had to take it into an Apple store or affiliated shop. Since he wasn't planning on carrying a 27-inch desktop across the Century City Mall, shout out, we made an appointment with Melrose Mac, where the risk of dropping this defective fucking brand new machine at our own expense would be lower. Melrose Mac is an Apple store with a lowercase s that also does repairs. It's on Melrose next to the Mozaplex with easy meter parking 
as long as you get in before the parking lane closes at four on weekdays. Mm. I wrap that stupid computer in a fuzzy blanket. My neat freak dad had thrown away the box in the mistaken belief that a pristine Apple computer would work and drove it super carefully to the store. I asked if I could get help carrying it inside and someone on staff did it for me, which was helpful. Most of the people here seemed nice enough but I ended up having a full-on passive-aggressive fight with the guy who processed my drop-off. It was supposed to be quick and easy. We'd already told them the issue over the phone. This guy took the computer, had me fill out paperwork, then asked if the hard drive had been backed up. I wasn't sure and said so. My dad is a weirdo who deletes everything and had already gotten rid of the old desktop, And he informed me that we'd be out of pocket for the data recovery. I was already in a bad mood and I commented off the cuff that it seemed perverse to charge us for anything, given that this was a $1,700 machine that broke before anyone could use it. Instead of politely saying nothing or, you know, sympathizing in the least, this dude decided to tell me, why the policy was reasonable and fair. When I pushed back, he dug his heels in. We had a fucking five-minute argument about the fucking Apple data recovery policy for no fucking reason, except that this IT asshole thought I was an idiot and could not let me go uneducated. (laughs) He was trying to explain the rationale behind the policy, (laughs) as if I didn't understand that there was a rationale. I mean, literally every customer service policy is about drawing the line where responsibility shifts between corporation and customer. I know when a policy favors the corporation and don't care if there's a reason for it. The reason is money. He told me if someone stole CDs, CDs (laughs) out of his car, the car company wouldn't be liable. I countered that if I drove a brand new car off the lot and someone stole my CDs because there were no locks on it, I would absolutely hold the car company responsible. At one point, I asked why he was arguing with me (laughs) when I was just grumbling about (laughs) Apple Inc., the multi-billion dollar company. He actually said, I'm not arguing. I'm having a friendly conversation. Anyway, I went home. A week later, Matt asked when the computer would be ready, as we hadn't heard a peep since shortly after my appointment. I emailed to follow up nine days after the drop-off and didn't hear back for another three days. It took them 12 days to fix this straight-from-the-Apple-store iMac. At least pickup was easy, and the whole thing was free of charge. Hmm. It's a good thing we didn't need data recovery, because that would have been $150. Unfortunately, I don't trust this computer anymore and would be hesitant to buy another desktop from Apple. I'd certainly like to avoid Melrose Mac in the future. For a customer service center, it sure is an unpleasant place. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. What? Wait, what, what was wrong in the process of the father transferring their files to the new Mac? It, it crashed and couldn't work or something? Is that what happened? Yeah. So it seems like I'm guessing whatever that process was. The migration. It, the migration process, because there was so much to migrate over, whatever it was. I don't, I'm, I'm like a little confused about that part, but whatever it was, I'm thinking that's the explanation as to why we were outside of the return window. And then they got prompted to do some sort of an update. And when the dad said, okay, do the update, it somehow killed the computer, right? What is the return window? I'm wondering, you have 14 calendar days. Yeah, two weeks. So they just missed the window. So this you're talking, this is like days. two weeks and a day. This is 15 days after purchase. They were still under warranty. Which right? is why it was free, right? What do you think about that? Well, I'm just I still I just don't understand what what killed the computer or like why the computer crashed or whatever happened to make them go to Melrose Mac in the first place. But at the end of all of this, it yeah. seems like Melrose Mac did it free of charge and now the computer works. So I don't know why I don't sh- think we should be giving Melrose Mac that much credit only because I think that so something is wrong with the computer. Whoever on the phone at Apple like identified that. You're right. There is something wrong. It shouldn't have crashed. Like that's what ha- like this has happened to me personally. Like you get a new computer, sometimes you get a lemon, right? So it's like you go through it, you talk to the people on the phone, you do all the troubleshooting and then they're like, "You're right. This this is like not working. You can either go to an Apple store or you can go to an Apple Apple authorized place to get it fixed." And you're still under warranty. So I think they did that. I think they were just annoyed that at that point we were given this place to go to. Now you're trying to charge me $150, which it's not really their fault. But I guess what they're saying is that they were trying to commiserate with this place being like, isn't it a pain in the ass that I just spent $1,700 on this machine and it's already not working the way it's supposed to. And that, they were taking that personally. So I don't know. There's a lot of F-bombs being thrown all around. Clearly, this is annoying. But I can understand the idea of being annoyed that you spent so much money on a machine and then, you know, something went wrong so quickly. Yeah, I do feel a little bit split here because I agree with Steph on a lot of the points. And then I also would like to challenge Steph on some other points. Mm -hmm. But I just think that it's hilarious that they're like, F this place and F this place. I'm not going to do anything rash, like getting rid of my <laughs> I, phone. Like I just thought that was so funny so to funny. me. So funny, yeah. Because yeah, I was yeah. like, oh no, is she going to, is Steph going to like threaten violence or something? But no, <laughs> something rash is actually like giving up your iPhone. Right. That's funny. Yeah, I like that. Also, cra- Do you watch crazy-, crazy Ex-Girlfriend? I watched the first season. I never finished it, but... Was there a Steve Jobs ghost moment? There must be because it's totally a weird show or weird things like that would happen. But that totally places this in a period in time. Referencing that TV show. I also wrote down poor Matt having to like walk through technology with the (laughs) father-in-law. I guess like I, it occurs to me, Steph is so angry. And in this back and forth with the Melrose Mac IT person, I understand both sides here. I also uh-huh. recognize, like, it's not straight from the Apple Store. You, you've been in possession of it for 15 days. So sure. it was presumably working until it stopped working. So you can't say you just opened this computer and it's defective. 
something has occurred. I recognize Apple's point of view here is like, oh, there, it seems like something's wrong. We need to get our hands on it. Right. Which is like, okay, yeah. I mean, it's like if your television doesn't work, you have to take your television to get repaired. So a little bit of this is like, the frustration. I just think the frustration is like, yeah, like I brought this new computer. I just tried to do this quick migration thing. I never even got to use it. I never got to use this thing. That's annoying. I hear that. But it is more, I think the question here and what I was questioning as I was reading through this review and trying to figure out if it was shady or useful or whatever is, is that Melrose Mac's fault? I think the only thing Melrose Mac is at fault for is maybe a passive aggressive mansplainy awkward conversation with this salesperson i think that is like not cool but anything that is attributed to mac itself maybe would be more appropriate on like a trust pilot apple complaint page <laughs> right but I mean, I think- at the same time if you're an authorized user then do you speak on behalf of the company and like you're not going to be the only person that's going to this location that has a problem with mac if that's where they're they're sending you here right like apple is sending you here so you are representing apple you should know how to handle these kind of situations i would be pissed if i had to pay any money but at the end of the day they didn't yeah but they were like told that they might have to pay the 150 I think what's happening to me is that it looks like Steph came in hot. Steph was yeah. already upset. Yes. And I have And been... they say that to their credit. I was already in a bad mood. Correct. That is correct. Yeah. I also do know, and this is a stereotype, but sometimes IT techie people are very heady individuals right. and don't always read interpersonal relationships True. as acutely as maybe one could want. Mm-hmm. I even myself have felt like, oh, I, I need to like stop this conversation because this is a brainiac person who like, <laughs> like I'm not going to win. Like the, Yeah. And this is just going to continue to go on and on and on and on. But I do want to just point out that Steph mentions that they grumbled an off the cuff, which I don't think was off the cuff because I think Steph was already mad, but right. they grumbled something which one could argue is passive aggressive, but then paints the IT person as being passive aggressive. I think right. Steph finally met her match and it was someone right. that was willing to um, keep going to get the last word. And maybe right. Steph is And I think that that's the that. idea is that like, if you, <laughs> if you arrive at a place and you're already upset <laughs> because you already feel like the product failed you, mm-hmm. then where is the responsibility of the person on the customer service side to kind of calm you down in that situation, right? Because the thing about these emergency Mac places, and I say this all the time when I'm like, whenever I've gone to an Apple store or one of these places in like a frenzy, Mm -hmm. I will say to them like, listen, I understand I'm I'm a lunatic right now. I'm freaking out. I don't have my phone. I don't have my laptop. This is my livelihood, blah, blah, blah. I also recognize that you have this conversation 10 million times a day. And everybody that's coming in here is having a panic attack. So I just want to say, recognize that. That being said, like, I'm freaking the fuck out, right? Correct. So, well, that's your decorum. That's my decorum. That's like what I do because I, I also, you know, empathize with someone working customer service and know that you're triaging all day long. So I understand that. But I do think that there are different kinds of people that I've encountered 
in that interaction, I've encountered the people that are like, I totally get it. Believe me, if it was my phone, I would be freaking out too. Or if it was my computer, I would be freaking out too. Let's just get this fixed. Even if it was like, just so you know, if there is data that you want to migrate from here that you're worried about losing and you're concerned, you know, in the process it might be lost and you want us to take care of that, there is a charge with that. If you don't want to pay for that, maybe talk to Apple, maybe see if like they will cover it. Like, I just think that there's a way. I do too of having that conversation and you should be trained in having that conversation if you have that conversation a hundred times a day. But but I think that then becomes the distinction. Do I go to Apple or do I go to this mom and pop shop that got a certification to repair Apple products? If If I want the IT person to be able to take responsibility and apologize on behalf of the business, I'm going to go to Apple because Apple directly is dealing with Apple. I, think- I guess, but when you call Apple, and I know this because this happened to me and they like, refer, over yeah. COVID and there were a lot of Apple stores that were closed, they literally said to me, like, basically, do you want it? Like, let's say it was Monday. Do you want an appointment with Apple in Century City next 19 Thursday? months away, right. Right. Or do you want an appointment with Apple one, two, three, fix it tomorrow, right? So like they're recommending these places. So there is a certain responsibility, right? It's kind of like going to one of those independent Verizon stores that are like, we're an independent store. It's like, okay, cool. Like you're an independent store, but you're still representing Verizon. You're still benefiting off of that, you know, connection and you're taking that on and you're getting customers because of it. So if that's the case, you have to handle it the same way. And if that's not the case, and I'm going to get a lot of people that are not prepared to handle this kind of customer service, well, then I want to know, right? So that I can be like, you know what? Maybe I'll take that appointment next Thursday Mm -hmm. at the regular Apple store because I think I'm going to get a different level of care. And for me personally, that would be what I would be looking at from Yelp is like, is this good customer service? I don't know why I just really... I, there was an app, but there was a lot of sh- uh, of shadiness. I'm not, I'm not taking full blame away from staff. No, no, no. I appreciate the conversation. My only real re- relation here is there was like an Apple uh, certified place in Chelsea that we used to go to. Mm-hmm. So that's my one experience. But it was never. That was always sort of like a little bit cheaper, last sure. ditch effort. Or if you can't get an appointment with Apple, like it does feel like a subset. Like what is the sacrifice then? Cause I do think that ultimately when you're working for the corporation, you're going to have more checks and balances. I'm also wondering if this it guy was like, I'm not going to speak ill of Apple. And if you, right. which like, I also understand clearly Steph is intelligent about what the legality of ownership is, which I appreciate them breaking all that down. Right, But it is also like, do you want to get into this conversation with the salesperson or do you just want this whole situation to be over with your dad? Like, just leave it. And then we get to the nine days and then the three extra... Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. That really is dropping the ball. But ultimately, I do think at the end of the day, they fixed the problem. Yeah, I mean, I think that the unfortunate thing here, although it was funny and I did enjoy it, (laughs) even though it was a lot of cursing, was sort of like... It did have a lot of personality. Yes. It was funny to me. Me too. So I liked all of that. But we do risk losing the main message in the weeds, yes. right? Of all that. Ding, ding, ding. And I think that the main point 
which I will say, and it's not going to go into this crowning, but I will say is something that was mentioned in other reviews is that the customer service isn't great, right? Totally. That's really like the point that we should have dug our feet into. Yes. But because we had so much other animosity towards Apple specifically Mm -hmm. and them just not giving you a brand new computer, we're muddying that message, right? And so I think in terms of the useful category, while it is very funny, we lose a little bit of points there because... We have to now. I I want to go and look at other reviews and say, did other people have customer service issues? Correct at this same. location, or is this just Steph in a bad mood who wouldn't be pleased by anybody and like took somebody that was a little bit nerdy or a little bit whatever and took it to the next level? While I did enjoy the whole CDs. Oh my gosh, <laughs> portion. Yeah, I mean, that and really is... I like is... that analogy. I thought that was an interesting analogy. Like, I don't think it is the same to say, like, if someone stole my CDs, I wouldn't say, like, blame this, blame... You wouldn't blame the... T- take it back to the car dealership and be like, someone stole CDs. And she was like, well, no. You know, first of all, CDs, you know. Hilarious. Because, like, no one uses CDs anymore. But, like, also, no. Like, if the locks on your... Car didn't work. Car didn't work, like two weeks after you drove it off the lot and that was why your your cds got stolen then yeah you would go and i think that that you know that's more accurate yeah i think really like i think you're right like i think i got lost in the interaction between the sales associate but i think what the real grievance is besides the fact that like suddenly this brand new you know, nearly $2,000 item stopped working really yeah. is that like, there was no communication. You, then you had to follow up nine days later. Right. Then you had to wait three extra days to hear back. I wonder if that right. includes like, the weekend. And, but, and like, imagine how stressful that is when you have like a $2,000 item under someone else's care. Exactly. And this is after the f- 15 days. So like the right. father, you know, days are just ticking where the father doesn't have the computer. Right. On top of the fact that it isn't even for you. It's like you're doing this for an an older person who, generally speaking, is not going to be as knowledgeable about this newer product. Exactly. It's It's like truly like no good deed goes unpunished. unpunished. And it really is seeping with anxiety. I get that. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I, I do think that I do think that Steph is being truthful. Like, I don't, I like, don't really. I think that they're like shady, but I think it's like their personality is yes. a little shady yes. in a way that I think is fun. Funny. Like, let's go get drinks. Yes, agreed. And they are an elite reviewer. So, you know, it, as right. a store owner, if there's one kind of person you don't want to piss off. No. It is an elite reviewer. I wonder if this IT person, I'm assuming, is not the same person that helped Steph carry the the computer in. I'm assuming it's not. Because I wonder if this is going to be a typical interaction. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think you would, based on the fact that we did go a little off the rails, you would then probably follow this up with looking at other reviews and seeing, Mm -hmm. like, does everybody have this kind of customer service experience here? So I don't think it, it, like you know, puts the final kibosh on the customer service at this location. I also loved Apple's store with with a lowercase s. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Which I think it was like similar to our conversation about like, do you go to 
Big you Mac. go to the proper right. proper noun Apple store, or do you go to <laughs> is an Apple store with a lowercase s? Spelling is so, good, right? Spelling and grammar is good. Yeah. Lots of fun little parentheticals throughout. I think I, think I could you ready crown to crown? Staff. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's crown staff. All right. So Chelsea and I each have our own set of zero to five crown cards in an effort to be fair and not influence one another. We will simultaneously reveal our ratings. The queens are tabulating. After listening to feedback from hundreds of thousands of users, Clean Email designed the best way to clean out your email inbox while keeping your data safe and respecting your privacy. Clean Email works on any device and with all email service providers. With Clean Email, you aren't doing a one-off, one-time sweep of your inbox. You're automating your email cleaning tasks to keep your inbox clean going forward. Now, some of my personal favorite features include pause, mute, hello, block emails from senders, who don't offer that little link at the bottom to unsubscribe, so annoying. Plus, never miss anything important because clean email sends summaries of all of the activities performed. Whether you're trying to achieve inbox zero or simply get rid of emails cluttering your data storage, use our code REVIEWQUEEN for 25% off at clean.email or go ahead and use that direct link in our show notes and you can start enjoying the pleasure of a decluttered inbox, honey. Total school. All right, I'm holding up four crowns. Trey is holding up four and a half crowns. All right, Trey, why four and a half crowns for stuff? I just thought it was so entertaining. I thought it was so funny. I don't know that I agree with Steph's attack, nor approach to life, nor <laughs> actual assessment of the sure. store. I, but it, it was really entertaining to me and it, it would make me want to see if other people had to follow up to see like when their item was taken care of. I took the half crown off because ultimately girl, they fixed your computer for you and didn't charge you. Sure. Good point. So why are you like swearing them off? You're never going to deal with them again. <laughs> maybe yeah. your IT person was having a bad day or maybe they thought you were a secret shopper. And so they weren't going to talk if shit about Apple. If they thought she was Apple. a secret shopper, they should have... Stop talking better though. Yeah. Yeah. So I said four and a half because I think it's really useful. I think it's really funny, but uh, I don't think that I interact in the world the way that stuff does. And I don't think that everyone's going to encounter this. And hopefully most people aren't going to have this issue 15 days after a brand new $1,700. So why did you say four? I went with four for most of the same reasons. I kind of like stuff, even though she's a bit, you know, spicy. I'm a fan. Yeah. I did take off the one crown because I thought we were attributing a lot of negative qualities of Apple at large True. to this particular store. And that's True. where I felt like we we sort of lost the fight a little bit. That being said, I would read this review, want to do a little more research before I go into this store. So there was impact there. It was entertaining. And really got high marks on all the other categories. So for that reason, I went with four crowns for Steph. Love that. I'm so surprised with the free cussing that this is an elite reviewer, but whatever, it's working for Steph. I guess that Yelp does not discriminate against, you know, language, language because they understand people are Heated. impassioned who are leaving these reviews, right? Well, good job. Fun review. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Trey. Well, I think we've done it as hard as it is to believe. And we have reached the most regal portion of our show. Trey, who are you inducting tonight for? My Royal Highness. All right. Very interesting. Well, I actually have a listener's induction. Love that. Love that. I got a DM from a listener on Instagram whose handle is he who is into. Okay. And he who is into. Hi. Hi. They would like to induct the film Shazam. (gasps) Oh my God. Okay. Continue. So wait, what did you just, oh my God about? Because there's this whole thing about like shazam versus kazam okay 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 yeah okay so i naturally was like oh my gosh Shaq! oh my gosh yes i can't wait to induct this like i love that so then thankfully right before recording i did a little google and the results were this night or this 2019 dc comic character starring zachary levi which Uh is not Shaq. He doesn't look anything like Shaq. So then I was like, wait, didn't I see something about the Bernstein Bears and Kazam Shazam? And how, what is that thing called where we we misremember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the something effect. Yes, Mandela. Like the, yes, yes. So then I was like, oh, okay. So then I found Kazam. Why do we all think it was Shazam? Okay, so there's a whole thing with Shazam. I have to find, just give me one, one second, because I want to get this right, because I like actually did a lot of research about this, so I'll be okay. able to talk, it, talk about it. Just one second. Okay, so there is this thing. Yes, it, it goes into this whole effect where a bunch of kids like our age in the mm-hmm. 90s remember two movies. Shazam, which starred Sinbad as a genie, <gasps> and Kazam, which starred Shaq. Shaq. And apparently there's like a whole government conspiracy thing where for whatever reason, this movie was like wiped from all of our memories and we're not allowed to know that Shazam was a real thing. And it's actually like really hard to find it on the internet. Like even if you Google Shazam, like you said, you found that other movie, you didn't find this. You find this Shazam movie with Sinbad as a genie referenced in a lot of Reddit and subreddit of people who are like i remember this movie do you remember this movie they even did a parody of it where they kind of recreated it and so now people are saying you're remembering this parody you're not remembering the real thing and there's a lot of people who feel like we're all being whistleblown that this was a real thing in fact in an interview ironically on a podcast which you know i don't always listen to podcasts this was a few years ago Sinbad did say there was, in fact, a movie called Shazam that he starred in that he was told by the government or something that like was going to be wiped and then kind of backpedaled and said that was a joke. I don't know. It's like a whole thing, Trey. The idea, I guess, beyond like why would the government wipe our memories of this movie Shazam is it's become more of this generalized conversation of if this then what right so like if the government 
is capable of erasing our memories of particular events. And this movie happens to fall within whatever this thing is that needed to be erased by, for, from all of us. What else are they hiding? And people are passionate. Like, if you want to have fun, get on Reddit and look up Shazam or Google Shazam, but Google Shazam Sinbad specifically and, and have fun with that. Okay, this so is like... what did this person that wrote in who was giving this nomination, did they give any other detail? They were just like, I want to nominate Shazam. They said S-H-A-Z-A-M exclamation mark, which is the title of the 2019 movie with Zachary Levi. So he who is into on Instagram, Okay, did you mean Sinbad? Did you mean Zachary Levi? Did you mean Shaq? help because we're trying to right. induct did you for mean you. Kazam? Did you mean this whole conspiracy theory, which is much darker than we usually talk about on our podcast? Right? I hope that it's a conspiracy theory and it's not systematic racism and people are just <laughs> thinking that Sinbad and Shaq are the same person of some color. Some people said that like some people, that's the Mandala effect or whatever it is that like our like we remember Sinbad was in like a bunch of popular movies was like kind of popular during the same time period that Kazam was popular and that our minds like put those two things together. It is very weird. Like I do feel like I vaguely remember Sinbad playing a genie, but that's the whole joke is that he's like, I've never played a genie before. Well, I mean the minute you said Sinbad, I was like, (gasps) so what is that about? I but know. I don't remember Kazam. I don't remember the title Kazam. Why Why would I naturally think that that word Kazam is Shazam? They're two different words. I don't know. I don't know. We all do it. Well, for that reason, I yeah. am inducting <laughs> Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> On behalf of our listener at he who is into. So, Mazel tov. I hope at who he is into will call up one eight five zero review zero and clarify for us because I gotta know. Yes, and please, the floodgates are opened. Please, if you <laughs> know anything about this, if you have any information. If this is interesting to you, our listeners, if you have any news, please DM us. But we would prefer you calling in so that we can play you. We can yeah. do as we have in previous episodes. Disguise your voice with the technology available so that no one can recognize your voice if you don't want to be found out at your place of employment. Please please call in. Yeah. Otherwise, yay Shazam. Go and enjoy that 2019 <laughs> Marvel, DC, whatever sure. movie. I don't... Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Why there not? you go. Royal Highness. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that took a really interesting turn. And you knew so much. I know, only because I really like went deep into a rabbit hole with this. Well, all right, yeah. we'll we'll talk more on the after show about that. For sure. And other news. We've done it. We've reached the we end have. of today's proper wow. episode. That's another round proper in the Are You and RQ Sinbad Proper <laughs> Plosive show. Did the episode really exist though, or was it a figment of our imagination? I think it did, but then Melrose Mac <laughs> lost our data. You're right. And it's as if it never even existed. It's a ghost from Crazy it's Ex-Girlfriend. It's a ghost. Exactly. Thank you for joining us today. If you like what you heard, share the show with a friend, please. And if you didn't like what you heard, please share the show with an enemy. If you'd like to support the production of our show, visit ReviewThatReview.com. 
dot com slash donate or even a dollar tip is much appreciated. Thank you for those tips coming in. I can't tell you how much it means and how much it brightens both Trey and my day when we see that tip coming in. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you'd like to give us a tip, go over review that review dot com slash donate. For free, you could join our mailing list at reviewthatreview.com so that you stay up to date with all of the goings on in the queendom. Hit up our voice mailbox, one eight five zero review zero. You can follow us on all the socials at the Review Queens. I'm at Chelsea B D. And I am at Trey Shazam. Nope. <laughs> Trey Gerald. On today's After Show Pod, Chelsea and I are going to be rating and reviewing a one-star Amazon review for the Saloniture Professional Portable Folding Massage Table. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I like that. And uh, just so you know, the subject is not sturdy. Uh-oh. So, to find out what made Chelsea say... My baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. And to find out what made Trey say... I hope the government doesn't erase this podcast. I spend so many hours every week editing this podcast. Please don't erase it from people's memories. Then join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash review that review to hear our weekly members only after show companion podcast. But remember... Ignore the haters and the Shazam ignorers. You're a queen. He who is into gender non-specific, queen. <laughs> yes. Bye. Bye. Review That Review is an independent podcast. Certain names have been redacted or changed to protect the guilty. Executive produced by Trey Gerald and Chelsea Don with editing and sound design by Trey Gerald. With voiceover talents by Ida Kaminsky, our cover art was designed by Logo Vora, and our theme song was written by Joe Kanozian and sung by Natalie Weiss. No, but the thing about the Berenstein Bears is that it's... It's Bernstein, Berenstein, right? right. We all thought it was Bernstein. What? Like the Jewish last name Bernstein, and then it became Berenstein. But then they were saying that some place... Right. No, it makes sense. But I think some places it still said Bernstein. I don't know. I don't trust anything anymore, you guys. Did you ever try that game on Instagram or whatever where you have to like you like dip your head in the direction of what you think is like the right target thing no but we're gonna do that yeah on the after show bye bye